on SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Dan Mental, Jared Walsh in Studio Lumo for the Sandful Show on this Wednesday afternoon. Men's, it has been a brilliant couple of weeks for the Port Adelaide Football Club. At the start of the season, we're asking the question of whether they were a chance of making finals and after a big win over the weekend. They're sitting in fourth on the table at the moment with the development of some players pleasing, I'm sure, their coach Tyson Goldsack. Good afternoon to you, Tyson, mate. It's been a really good few weeks for the club. Yeah, hey guys. Um, yeah, it has. It's, it's actually the year itself has been quite pleasing. Um, the games that we've lost, we've been in all of them, maybe bar the Sturt game early in the year. Um, but yeah, like I said, the last three weeks have been really solid and consistent for us. So you're yeah, looking to keep following that trend, hopefully. So Tyson, what's been the improvement this year that's been obvious compared to last season? where you're in and out of games and obviously didn't push for the finals. Uh, it's been a massive improvement. Where is it in your eyes? Yeah, it's it's hard to kind of put it on one thing. I mean, obviously, yeah, from an AFL list perspective, we've been quite healthy, um, which we know helps. Um, but then I think our, you know, our Magpies listed players have been really good for us, really consistent, uh, filling a number of roles that we've needed you know, for any given week. So... Um, I think that that really helps that we can call on now, you know, ten, twelve, magpie listed players, and and we know that they're going to do their job. Having a look at some of those AFL listed players, is it as simplistic as saying a successful AFL team will certainly help the Sandful team with um, the result against North over the weekend? Aratio Fantasia kicking three goals, Quinton Narkel finding his way back into the team, and Francis Evans having an impact alongside Riley Bonner. I mean, these boys want to be playing AFL, but it's a hard team to crack into, which I'm sure means good things for you and also the, the overall club. Yeah, it does. It, um, it certainly spurs on you know, players to want to perform um, week in, week out at, at Magpies level to try and yeah, push their case. Um, we've got guys, so Jackson Mead played on the weekend in the AFL and Jace Bergen went in, and that was on the back of some, some good sample footy. So I think if you start rewarding guys for their performances with us um, in the AFL team, that it, it kind of shows everyone else that you know, they're a chance too. And you, know, you have guys like Hugh Jackson who... Last year was really just finding his feet, um, and this year he's, he's been quite dominant for us. Uh, kicked three in the weekend and, and had a lot of the ball. So, yeah, guys like that, which yeah, may not have you know, been um, you know, in in the mix or even in yeah, in those talking points to, to get a game, and now you know, pushing their case. So we know that development will be key for you as the year goes on. But is finals now the absolute goal, and uh, what the Port Adelaide Sample team will be looking at this season? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's the absolute goal for majority of the players, or you know, not majority, but a, a handful of players. I think their their ultimate goal is to play AFL um, and play AFL finals. But for us, it's, there's no reason why we can't put finals as a an aspiration for us. You know, we if we have guys that are going to play with us, play really well to try and push their case in the AFL, well, they're going to play good footy for us. So we're kind of going down a, a two prong attack where it's. You know, let's let's play your way um, to give you the best chance to play AFL, but at the same time, do the right things by the team, and and we'll push our case for for SNFL finals. Tyson, I reckon you've got one of the most important jobs at the club, talking from an AFL point of view, because you not only need to manage the expectations of of Ken and his coaching staff, you need to manage the expectations of the individual players who are trying to get into the AFL side. 
but also manage the expectations of the Magpies who want to be successful as a team. So how have you found this season personally and also professionally as you continue to develop? Yeah, it's it's certainly a balancing act. Um, there's no two ways about it. There's you know, early in the year we we know the we know the development um, push for for players, and we know that we we're, we're here to try and develop them into quality AFL players. So that goes without saying. You know, the the guys that train day in day out with the AFL team, they want to play AFL, um, and we get that. But then it's just trying to create an environment, if you will, um, where they come back to make players to play. That you know, we're there to support them. We're there to give them what they need from a AFL perspective. Um, so if we talk a, a Riley Bonner, for example, on the weekend, you know, he's disappointed to come and play with the Magpies, and I get that. Um, but I just, I just want him to be in a frame of mind where he can play his best footy. You know, and we can certainly help him out in that space, but at the same time, we need him to buy into what we're trying to create at the Magpies, and, and that's a successful brand. Um, that's a consistent way of football, um, and, and hopefully winning as, along the way if we can do that. So like I said, there's a lot of balancing going on and I'm certainly not the only guy down there. So we've got Hamish Hartlett and Matt Lobey, um, Cam Sutcliffe, you know, all helping out and, and helping these guys you know, ultimately kind of find their dream of playing AFL footy on a consistent basis. So there's some really good names there that you mentioned that are trying to implement the game plan that will come down from the AFL level. So I guess, Tyce, the question I've got for you is how much goes into the opposition at sample level in terms of the way you guys want to play and negating the opposition? Now, your next three weeks, you take on the top three teams. You play Sturt this week into the showdown against the Crows and Glenelg the following week. So how much is the Port Adelaide AFL team game plan and how much goes into negating opposition sample teams? Yeah, there's, so the game plan is, is very similar to that of the AFL. Um, you know, sometimes you might have to tweak it with, with personnel changes. Um, but there's there's no reason why we wouldn't do enough scouting to know what, what we're coming up against. So you know, with the AFL game plan, there's tweaks you can make depending on who you play. Um, and you'd see that from week to week in the AFL level. Um, and ours is no different. So we go and we do our, our homework on the team we're playing against, um, just like any other team would do. Um, and we can make small changes. Now, what, what we can't change every time is where players play. You know, so we might think we're better off with someone at half back rather than on a wing or inside mid, but they're the changes that we're, we're a little bit hamstrung on. Um, but the way we attack the game um, and the way we want to move the footy or you know, set up a stoppage, we can still make those you know, small changes depending on who we play. Uh, just before we let you go, Alberton Oval is going through a redevelopment at the moment. Um, on SENSA Breakfast this morning, we had a chat to Ollie Wines about the lights going up. I mean, uh, from a, a Port Adelaide point of view, I'm sure it's exciting to actually have the facility continuing to develop and for those players to not only have the opportunity to play under lights, but also what it's going to look like at the end of the year to really help them off-field too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, there's a lot going on down at Alberton. So if you haven't been down there, guys, I suggest you get down and check out the precinct and all the, the museum there. It's it's a pretty nice place. Um, there's lots to see with a lot of history, but when you talk about the lights, we're obviously we're without lights for maybe six to eight weeks. Um, so from a Magpies perspective, that was that was pretty tough, trying to find venues to train and still develop. Um, obviously, you can't pull our guys there earlier because they have work commitments. Um but we we got through it. Uh, we went out to Scotch a few times and trained with them. So we we found a way to continue to you know, develop and train and find a way to get better. Um, and now we've got the lights are all sorted and we we get to train at night, which the AFL are doing tonight actually. So it should be a pretty good night. And 
yeah, it's just nice to change things up and have that, I guess, the facilities there to, to accommodate us. Well, Tyson, you've got the Port Adelaide sample team humming at the moment, so continue that and all the best with the rest of the season, and thanks for joining us on the Sample Show. Very good, guys. Thanks very much. Very good player in his own right as well. Premiership player with Collingwood, 165 games, and then making his way over to South Australia in the rookie draft. A lot of people forgot as well through the uh, the, the COVID times and then following on from that, he came over to Port Adelaide as a rookie yeah. to be selected for the power if they needed him and then ended up moving into the Sandful, played 10 games for the Maggies. And now the head coach, that was Tyson Goldsack. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. More after this.